It's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday! Prepare to have your minds annihilated as Patreon proudly presents the Creators Collective Podcast, featuring the Breaker of Boards, James Wright, the Melder of the Metal, Zach Herber Holt. And the leveler of lumber, William Walker. The first five live listeners will get the free special bonus of having their questions answered on air. Now on with the mayhem. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And this week is going to be a truly inspirational and fun week, unlike others that we have had in the past. Because we have the one, the only, the hand tool rescue in the podcast. Say hi, Eric. Hello, everyone. You're supposed to say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. There you go. <laughs> so um, we are going to <laughs> we are going to have a good time here. I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Thank you for supporting us. With that uh, pers- 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 perspectively, pers- particularly, there's the word. I want to say thank you to uh, Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, and uh, uh, Caleb Harris. If you can make this, and John from John Made It, uh, you are helping us make this podcast even better which uh, is, is going to take a lot of work. <laughs> if you want to listen to us, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we record every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us live on YouTube at that point and join us in the chat. That's where we get most of our questions. So if you have any questions for Eric or things you want to ask him, go ahead and put those in the chat and we will uh, get to them. But uh, let's actually kick this off with, uh, with you, Eric. Why don't you tell us a little about who you are and what you do? I'm just a guy who uh, <laughs> apparently restores lots of tools now. Um, I am from Saskatoon, Canada, uh, and just got started in all this just almost by accident uh, in the sense that I was just restoring smaller hand tools for flipping them just for profit. And then they eventually uh, got so complicated that I had to film them because taking pictures, I still didn't know where the bolt I took out went. Uh, <laughs> so I thought if I'm filming it, might as well put it on YouTube. And then now I'm here on this podcast. <laughs> you've, you've, you've made it. This is the here on this podcast. You are a success. It's, that's down, right. It's downhill from here. Although your channel is probably, I think, larger than all of ours put together. So it, yeah. you're one of the fastest growing YouTube channels right now. It makes no sense. <laughs> like every, what is what is your subscriber count right now? What is ish? Oh, what? Uh, I don't 400K. even know. Maybe almost 400k. Yeah, 391. By the end of the podcast, you'll be at 400k. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many people. Like six people would have been good. <laughs> yeah, but your your intros recently have just been getting phenomenal. Like uh, the one you you just put out your. The rest video. of the videos are crap, but the intros are yeah. really good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I spend ninety percent of my time on intros. That's that's awesome. So what are you uh, what you working on now? Uh, well, just finished the, uh, the belt laser. Uh, what in the world is a belt laser? It is like the line shaft leather belt. Is that like belt. a thing for really lazy people who can't like put their belt together? You know, they straighten through loops and they're like, I can't lace my belt now. If you want to wear a 30-pound solid piece of cast iron <laughs> as, as your belt. Um, yeah, it laces old flat belts, uh, leather or otherwise, for antique machinery. So you can run them. Uh, it's an it's, interesting uh, choice of tool to restore. You're probably not going to have like, I mean, it's, it's a cool video. Um, yeah, it's, are there, not, it's not a chainsaw. I think there's one is like that I know of. So there used to be one shop somewhere, I think up in New England that was uh, still running everything off of a uh, line shaft. It's like a window sash factory or something. Yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, I think on YouTube, I saw that video at the same time. It was actually uh, there's a uh, there's a few historical parts. site near me that has an all belt shop, and I get to um, help out there occasionally and volunteer. And it's, yeah, the those old like the video. I think it was on um uh what's God what's the name of the the old woodworking show wood woodwright shop. Um, he there was an episode where he went to this this window sash factory in New England, and it was all uh, Lion Drive. But like the the equipment. Everything was mechanical and like it was just mind blowing, like the engineering behind some of those machines that, uh, you know, it was all mechanical. There's no obviously no electronics and 
just watching the way everything articulates and moves and slices. And I mean, it's pretty incredible. It was almost like a cartoon, like how complex, how like complex they were. It was. You stand like, right here. Don't move an inch to the left, yeah. or an inch to the right, or you get pulled into something. Yeah, yeah. They, it's probably like a at least one hand per month policy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gets destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, antique machinery like that. They're like the MS DOS of. <laughs> of machinery just because they'll always work and do exactly yeah. what needs to be done and doesn't have any fancy gizmos that uh, can break down easily so that's why i well i guess the reason i chose to do that tool was just because i need it for future restoration on, uh -huh. uh, on bigger machinery well, so you're actually going to be able to put it to use then huh yes although i'm working on the power hammer right now and i could do a flat belt on it like i have the pulleys and everything but i'm not sure if i should just for performance but i do have the metal planer that is flat belt and i Ooh. i need to sort that out that's, that's awesome. cool the metal that's planer the... is the, the most glorious item i'll ever obtain in my entire <laughs> life i haven't seen that what's its specs um 12 it, uh, six units <laughs> <laughs> um no it's a small small metal planer i think it does up to 30 inches and maybe like 18 inches wide Oofka. and it just flattens steel perfectly wow and i want to touch more of it <laughs> it's in really 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 good condition um i was very lucky to find it so i will get to that at some point for a video as well it needs to be repainted some so how does that thing work since it's I mean, when you think of, I mean, now people use mills for that sort yes. of thing. So this, like, do you actually feed the stock, the metal into it like a wood planer? Uh, no. Ever ever see a shaper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Imagine a shaper, but instead of the head moving, the table moves back and forth. Oh, so forth. it's like a, like a surface grinder? It's, it's kind of like a surface grinder. Okay. Um, and it just has one, one bit that sticks down. And we'll take one long shaving oh. up. It kind of flips up and then moves over, you know, the tiniest five thousandths and then does another row and then you just set it and forget it. Huh. That's cool. That's it is very it's very cool. Almost so too. so are you going to uh workbench con again this year? Is that um, where we were at last year? Yes. Okay. Um, no, I'm not. Oh. Yes. Fine then. Great sadness. So I'll have to find another roommate. Yeah. I have another child on the way and wants, oh. wants to be born at that exact day that I'm supposed <laughs> to be at work, Benchcon. Oh. So maybe if he, or if it pops early, <laughs> I, I don't know. I probably, if I told my wife, hey, I'm leaving like three days after the child's born, I don't think that's okay. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like that when you do that. No, generally, no. When uh when is your child due? Um February twenty ish. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, congratulations. I'm Feb having February thirtieth. Okay. March twenty fifth. That's when my next kid is due. So wow. Two. That's too many more than zero kids. Just that is. Talk <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> to Zach. Yeah. Aggressive amounts of children. Yeah, just got back from Europe. No kids. It was great. Oh, oh how nice. I remember being awake enough to enjoy things. <laughs> like I, don't how, I don't know how you do it. Although I did go, I did actually go to Italy this summer. So we're in I Italy. Um, don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, I went to, <laughs> went to went to Rome a little bit. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, there's too many too many Ro Romans. <laughs> it's concerning. Uh, <laughs> trying to start empires again. Well, on that note, uh, Zach, what you got going on? Uh, I have been forging hammers nonstop. Um, <laughs> I, I had uh, I forged one for me and my friend a couple weeks ago before the vacation, and I just I absolutely love it. It's like a about a two two and a half pound rounding hammer, and uh, I just I finally got everything the way I like it. I got the handles the way I like it. The everything is just it's perfect. And so I was going to forge some of those. I'm I'm going to go help. Uh, 
assistant course up at Jimmy's place uh, in a couple of weeks. So wanted to forge a handful of hammers to bring up there for people to use and buy if they if they're interested. So I put a thing up on my Instagram. So if, let me know if you guys want one of these because I don't I don't do production stuff. I don't really like I don't want I don't know I don't I don't want to like have my website just loaded up full of products so that all I'm doing is making stuff. I like doing new things. I don't want to get stuck in that. But I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a run of these hammers. So get them while you can if you want them. And uh, I, I think I have like eight, nine orders in the past day or two. So just trying to get all those cranked out in addition to the ones that I want to forge and bring up there. So I've just been been going nonstop, but uh, it's still fun. So it's that's good. That's what matters. Yep. Yeah, they look really good, by the Thanks. way. Thank you. Almost too good. Only yeah. Zach can make a sexy hammer. No, there's there's some other. I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, make me a hundred pound hammer. I don't think that's feasible. <laughs> my equipment. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's all I, about the attitude. I mean, I. Oh my god! Like it would probably just have to be a block of steel. It's heavier than your anvil, isn't it? It would be stock removal, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it would not be forgeable. But I wanted to have a brass core. (laughs) But a wood core. A wood, a solid wood core. Yes. Steel on the outside. Genius. Yeah. It would make it a lot bigger if it were still 100 pounds. I would enjoy that. Maybe a down core. (laughs) Just a nice. Yeah, the most the most softest of the soft blows. It's the softest hundred pound hammer I've ever. Oh, with the steel outside. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm down with that. That'd be huge. It'd be like the size of a car. It's fine with me. <laughs> you you got to pay shipping. Yeah. Oh, let me talk to me about shipping from the U.S. to yeah. Canada. It's it's a nightmare of cost. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I have I have to send some hammers over there and i don't even i haven't even done the math yet i'll have to ask next time i go to the post office oh it's it's brutal i i basically can figure out like if i want a chainsaw from anywhere in the states it's it's about a hundred bucks to ship it at least wow yeah that's the way it is huh well it looks like will is back are you still with us will i didn't yeah, know he left. he's having internet connections so uh we'll see um hey will are you with us kind of sort of <laughs> <laughs> what you got going on uh, all right. While well, I still have internet connection, uh, I, I am working on the cherry shaker dresser. Uh, I got the side panels, the center divider, and the top all glued up. Uh, that's all out of solid cherry. Um, and the cherry ended up having some pretty pretty nice curl in it. That was a nice little surprise because I did not buy curly cherry. I just bought cherry cherry. Um, workshop organization. Uh, I cleaned up my workshop. Uh, and I oh uh, the maybe, like most maybe dramatic. Should... Yeah, I know. I was like, uh... yeah, <laughs> just before the climax of the story. <laughs> Actually, that could have been the end. <laughs> oh, he's back. This is uh, this is ridiculous. I know what you should work on next. <laughs> A live edge river table router. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get serious. Okay, all right. Are you here? Am I here? Yeah. Okay, all right. I can't believe Eric has better internet connection than me. I have Saskatchewan. I have. Is that where you are? Only the finest internet connections. (laughs) That's where you are, right? In Saskatchewan. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, and we lost him. Well, I guess we're waiting for him. We can. uh... Oh, I've got to go. No one. Yeah. Um, You go. I've been having a, this week has actually been one of the most productive weeks I've had in a long time. Uh, I I drove 24 hours down to Texas, taught a dovetail class there on Saturday. And then Sunday we had um, the first ever Midwest Tool Collectors Tool Meet in Texas. And that was a ton of fun. Um, So it was a lot of people actually getting the chance to go to one of these tool meets. So uh, yeah, if you are in Texas, it was in, uh, um, Whatever town I was in. <laughs> um, but it'll be there again next year. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, oh, and the table. I've been, I've been working on the table. I'm, I'm hoping by the end of tonight to have the first coat of finish on the base, which is like, ah, exciting. I spent all yesterday doing carving and uh, doing detail work. Uh, so that's coming along. And I'm going to be doing uh, Rubio Monocoat for this. So I love that stuff. It is 
the, the shop smells really good right now. <laughs> yeah, it smells like when I use it, it smells like uh, caramel apples. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like a almost like a uh, yeah citrus caramel sweet. Just gotta stop yourself from drinking it. Ugh. Give you a wonderful finish. <laughs> oh boy! You know it uh, smells terrible. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, charred green black locust. <laughs> it smells absolutely disgusting. I've heard I've heard black locust is not a pleasant smelling wood. Black locust by itself isn't bad. It's not a great smell, but it's not. It's you cut it with a chainsaw, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of smelly. And then you take a torch to it. <laughs> Interesting. It's that bad, really. Right, I'm gonna stop talking. I just keep cutting out. <laughs> Those are very yeah. specific woodworker problems. <laughs> Mine is like the smell of burnt hair next mm. to the forge. Like every now and then I'll reach in a little bit too close with the tongs. Yeah. yeah. One day and like you're the gonna... leather gloves. Like, so like, you know, I wear leather gloves and obviously sometimes they, they burn. That's a very, very uh, <laughs> nasty smell as well. One day at the end of your videos, it's just going to be you looking like Mr. Clean <laughs> talking about whatever. Yeah. Forge yeah. safety. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, elm actually smells horrendous when it's wet. Oh, tell me about it. that's what my base is. It's not the it's not the best. I have way too much elm, uh, so it's nice to give it to somebody else. To yeah, deal I'm with. happy I'm doing hand tools on the base because if I were to sand it, it uh, the dust in the air just stinks. Mm. Smells like diapers, like nice, yeah, yeah. fresh diapers. Just <laughs> fantastic. Come come woodwork. And smell diapers all day. Does it? Does it really smell like? Oh yeah, like poop. Yes. Yeah, so elms, <laughs> elms in general, they they leak, so they can leak um, this like disgusting wet moistness uh, just on the outside of the tree. And if you find an elm that looks like that, you can go up to that and get a little a little scent of delicious for you. Yeah, uh, and a little taste. There's a reason nice. it's called P elm. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah, I think uh, red oak is is not pleasant either. Oh, see, I like red oak. I was like vomit. But that's what I was raised on. Vomit? I have great memories of red oak. From the 90s furniture? Yes. yes. <laughs> that, that like golden... Golden oak. Yeah. That's like the st- just one style of... But I guess that that's the... Uh, that's like the river table of the 90s. That's true. Yeah. That and cargo furniture. Yes. <laughs> cargo furniture. Yeah. What do you mean? Are you not familiar with cargo furniture, Zach? No, I'm Googling oh, you, it. You've got to Google that one. <laughs> that was like everybody's basement. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I remember it brings that. back a lot of memories, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. I didn't know it was called. I didn't know it had a name. Now you know. Now you know. I cool. <laughs> well, I've got a question for you, Eric. Sure. Um, ubiquitous question you have to ask everyone when they first come on. What was your what is your favorite project that you've done so far? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I really like I think the 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 thing I did one of the better jobs at was the spark plug cleaner. Mm-hmm. Uh that was a lot of fun, although it was just filled with lead and other heavy metals. So um that kind of took away from it. But at least my favorite tool for a video was the gas powered circular saw <laughs> it's just the best of all time freaky scary it's just hilarious and fantastic at the same time and it did have one advantage other than if you want to commit suicide in your workshop um the exhaust of the motor was directed to blow the wood chips out and away from where you're cutting huh. so there's at least that but everything else about it is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It I sounds actually, heavy. It is. Yes, it is heavy. It's probably it's probably thirty pounds with a nice. with a full tank. I'd say. So, so that's like excellent for doing like fascia work. You know, yeah, it's for fine yeah. fine finish <laughs> trim work. Yeah. In in the house as you ruin everyone's day. Yeah. Uh, I actually sent it to. My friend Rick at Woodwork Life, yeah, he is going to compare it to just modern battery-powered circular <laughs> saw to see how it how it compares. I, I'm sure it'll be fine, but 
electric power has the torque. Yeah. But once this thing gets going, yeah, that's that's the real test. Nice. I think it's like fifty or sixty cc's. That's it's nothing crazy. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a chainsaw, but a circular saw. It's exactly that. Home light was not that creative. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the most dangerous tool you've done? Um, the most dangerous. Well, I guess the asbestos shingle cutter. <laughs> you want to go from like a health perspective. Uh, you don't like mesothelioma? No, it's not. I'm not down with that yet. <laughs> um, so that that in a way was kind of dangerous, but probably uh, the the drag saw, which I still have to restore, is probably one of the most dangerous <laughs> things. Um, if anybody out there doesn't know what a drag saw I is, don't. it's a two man crosscut saw, okay, attached to a motor, and it just saws back and forth. Um, but it's not like somebody on the other end holds it. It just starts cutting the second you turn it on. There's no What's like a, a drag ramp saw? up. Yeah, there's no like ramp up to speed. It's just on. Is it drags the, the the blade across the log? Yes, it's mainly for bucking. There are felling attachments for it, but <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Apparently, one guy was supposed to roll a 300 pound saw into the forest and start bucking up logs. Uh, if you see them running, the blades are like five, Oh my six God. Feet. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching a video of it. <laughs> yeah. They're like five, six feet long, and they just start wobbling back and forth and can get very quickly out of hand. You have to stand in a very specific spot and never move and then hope for the best. I actually because, almost uh, bought its predecessor um, in, uh, when I was out west because they, they were originally made for people after the civil war who had lost an arm who could still cut firewood. And so it'd be a, a lever on one end rather than a, rather than a motor. So one person could run a two man saw. Right. But then it was pretty easy just to throw a motor on that movement. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> it goes from something to save veterans to something to take more veterans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically cuts limbs of humans. instead were, of. Were you talking about like some sort of like pendulum saw? Oh, a swing saw. <laughs> that sounds those are awful. also those are also insane. Um, you could type that into Google if you'd like. That's basically a <laughs> circular saw on a long arm where the, the arm is let's say three feet long and at the top of it it pivots. That's where it pivots, so it swings like a clock pendulum to cut wood. That sounds yeah. like the most terrible idea ever. Yeah, think, it's like <laughs> a, think the, the worse it's a worse radial arm saw. Yeah, you'd think like the teeth would catch and it would just like fire itself up. Yes, exactly. That's what it wants to do. If you don't have the right blade with like negative rake and all that fun stuff, then yeah, you're probably just going to die. <laughs> have you come across a circular planer? A circular planer. Yeah. In... Uh, it was the, the first style of, um, of surface planing. Because we think of a circular planing like a head that rotates across the board on top. Uh, whereas right. a circular planer is if you take basically like take a big circular saw and rather than having the teeth on the outside, have all the teeth face towards the side yeah. of the okay, board. Okay, yeah. Then, then I turn have. it 90 degrees and have that rotate on top of the board. Yeah, like um, a Blanchard grinder. Yeah, um, but like a three-foot diameter blade. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Because uh, that was that was the, the first style of uh, planer. And so you find furniture made in the late 1800s um, that has these circular cuts on it. it. Looks like it came from a big circular saw at the mill. Yeah. But no, that was actually the the plane surface to flatten it out. Yeah. There's actually for the metal planer over here. Um, you could get attachments for that uh, <laughs> to do metal work with those uh, style, I guess, grinders or cutters, if you will. Uh, and they had same ones for stone flattening. Hmm. It's weird. Old stuff's cool. Yeah. Well, we have another question from Jonathan24. Uh, you were talking earlier about restoring and flipping tools. How do you decide whether a flip tool, to flip tools or not? Are some tools worth it and some, are some tools worth more? They look old and rusty. Oh, if, yeah. Yeah, how do you as, choose what, to, what tools to flip? As in, <laughs> yes, I'm assuming as in, do you just leave it? If you don't touch it, it's worth more than if you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's very, very tool specific. So 
uh, you'll have to do your research on the exact tool you have. Um, rarely are they worth more untouched, um, but the ones that are worth more untouched are worth a lot. Yes. Um, so make sure you don't touch them. Um, for me, it was, <clears throat> at first it was just hand but to have a Midwestern tool collectors association up here, but I, like I bought all the tools. So it's just mm -hmm. me at this collectors association. Um, so uh, there's hand planes are fine. You'd have to be very quick at them for your time to be worth it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you get into just bigger stuff, even chainsaws are good because a lot of people just don't want to get one going after they think it, it won't run. And, yeah. you know, new fuel lines and cleaning the carb. And now you have a new chainsaw that you can flip and sell. But those smaller items really require a lot of volume in order to make a lot of profit. Like, I, I don't think you could do it for a living. You'd have to really, really pump out the uh, the amount. <laughs> I, oh, saw one, I saw a number one this weekend that someone had restored. Uh, okay. They actually oh, stripped it down. I think they sandblasted it. And then hit it with spray paint. Like, could you not? <laughs> <laughs> it went from like, you know, in, in a rusty condition, probably still somewhere around $850, $900 to like a $500 plane. Yeah. Like, great job. You totally, <laughs> you totally passed the hand plane test. So, Eric, how would you, if you found a number one, like today, totally rusty, uh, and someone wanted it restored, how would you go about doing it, mm. like the right way? Yeah, so that, I do want to do some videos on kind of uh, just... High dollar restoration. Well, it's essentially conservation, which I am not a master at in terms of being part of a museum. Um, that kind of stuff is is literally, for number one, you might not even want the function. <laughs> I don't even know. That's a little different, but you can yeah. sharp sharpening the blade never really takes away the value um and if anything is just really rusty just lightly scrape it with a razor blade or really fine sandpaper and that's pretty much it um and then just oil or wax it or whatever and then you're done like actually i have right here i know this means nothing here's a number one but it has this a riveted plate on the side a riveted plate on the side and i could totally take it off and cast iron weld the seam up but just leave it just don't yeah don't touch it stop ruining my life <laughs> just, just let it no are you are be. you in the uh are you in the chat eric um the uh the no YouTube? no no i'm not should i be uh it's i want you to see this how do i send you a, a message here i can i can click on yeah. it yeah make sure. brooklyn said the name of this podcast should be welcome to terrifying and awful tool ideas <laughs> Check out this. I just sent it in the, the Google Hangouts link. Check this guy out. I know it's not like the traditional swing saw, but look at this genius. I like how he's like barefoot and wearing gym shorts and operating like just a death machine. Oh, yeah. This is another type of swing saw. There's actually one of these on my Instagram. Uh, the guy like just makes a video. Like This guy. That could be my neighbor. Like that looks like everything about this video looks like. Florida. This guy's a hundred percent Australian. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so these types of saws are more popular in Australia, just in the middle of the forest slash outback, doing whatever they do. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know why, but yeah, there's one on my Instagram, even more ridiculous, like just ripping, ripping it right down the center. At least, at least, the blade's not spinning towards him in in the direction. <laughs> In that sense, so if he he's just not like even wearing shoes, he's barefoot, which is just so great. Yeah, uh, obviously that's, <laughs> that's the what part, they do in Australia. You know, it's the best part is some of these. There's just <clears throat> if you let go, uh, like the gas isn't necessarily tied to the speed of the blade, so the blade will just keep turning forever. So if you just let go, this thing would be a legit death machine rolling down. <laughs> Rolling in the middle of town nonstop, trying to saw everything. <laughs> I, a zombie I'd killer. Watch. Yeah, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I'd watch it good. We've got a uh, another question from Make Brooklyn. Uh, has there been a restoration project that you just gave up on? Um, hmm. 
give up? I haven't just given up and like thrown it out. Um, I have mentally and emotionally given up like on the, um, on the power hacksaw video I did. I just, <laughs> I was, I was not expecting the tool just to be such poorly made hunk of metal. Uh, so I just, I kind of just stopped caring. And by the end of the video, I was like, yeah, okay, just do some of this. And even I even was in the video, me explaining how this is garbage and I shouldn't have done this. Um, that that kind of give up. Uh, I haven't yet murdered something beyond repair. Uh, so I'm sure it will happen soon. <laughs> one day I will ruin something and then have to like recast for $1,000 a part that doesn't exist anymore. Nice. What's kind of your, uh, like your cutoff date for restoring? So like, for instance, if you did an old uh, Delta Rockwell bandsaw, um, and then in the 90s when they moved their production um, to China, Taiwan, um, and everything became plastic and planned obsolescence, like what's your cutoff date of? Oh, like, in terms what's, of what's interesting to me? Um, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm more interested in just tools that are ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I, I guess if it's like a nineties tool and it's ridiculous, I'll, I'll still do it. Um, but it, it gets much more complicated as you could, you could probably see from, uh, AV videos. If you ever watch those, mm -hmm. uh, it, it just gets, it's not, it's not the same. The restoration is, is more me soldering things together for 95 hours. Uh, and it's it's much less interesting, <laughs> and it's just there's too many small parts that it's it's more of a you more just the mechanical the better. Well, it's more it's more to fix the modern tools. You just buy the replacement parts and put them in. It, it's much less interesting than um, you know trying to clean up or fix old stuff that you could still actually fix with at least the tools that I have around. You should do uh, you should do a video that's just a really dumb premise and see if you can make it interesting like something like cha like changing a tire that's fixing and make it 20 minutes long and interesting somehow yeah oh you don't like 40 40 minute youtube videos <laughs> you don't want to watch them we actually did that a few years ago it was me Tristan timber robin lewis and cactus workshop and it was the the log cut challenge and uh, some viewer challenged us to make cutting a log interesting. Oh yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> so we all did like uh, this ridiculous. Yeah, we all did ridiculous videos of cutting logs. But I would just I would just judo chop it just, re chop. Re just repeatedly until my hand shatters. Yeah, speaking of cutting logs, I did this one yesterday. I literally chopped down a tree with a half inch chisel. Interesting. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I split the log in half. I can't wait. I can't wait to read the YouTube comments. Everybody's going to be like, "I can do that." Yeah, remember chisel. Remember that time you hand planed your floors? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got like twenty dollars worth of equipment. Anybody could do that. <laughs> what is that? Looks like box. Actually, it was with an Aldi's chisel. It cost six bucks for a set of four, and I only used one. Oh, no, you used the entire length of it. Seven. <laughs> 70,000 resharpens <laughs> later. But yeah, I do, I, I do miss sawing wood down. I haven't used my sawmill in a long time, and I really want to go do that again. I didn't realize you had a sawmill. I do, like a band sawmill. Really? Yes, and I used to have... Oh, no, I still have the chainsaw mill. I'm just never using it again, probably. Uh, it's the worst. It's rewarding, but it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one that I've used like once. Yeah, it but. it hurts. It hurts the wrists and the body. Uh but the bandsaw is just so stupid easy that it's not cool. It's, yeah, it's fun. And then I dry it in a solar kiln. Yeah. How long does that take? Um solar kiln is in the summer it's about three months for two inches. Um, it, no, it works really well. Uh, and the wood comes out really nice because at night nothing's going on. It gets to kind of relax a little bit and then the heat will pick back up in the day. But it gets up to 70 Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. That sounds pretty hot. That's probably like Celsius. What is that, like 150 Fahrenheit? 
Oh, inside the kiln. I thought you were talking. Oh, it's 100, 158 degrees. Yeah. 158 there. Yeah. That's that's really hot. Yeah. That's the power of the sun. Do you know how hot the sun is? Are you aware? Well, it's at least 158 degrees. It's at least 70 Celsius. Let's get <laughs> Yes. Uh, that works really well. And then, I don't know, I just sell it. That's another side hustle thing. Just to make so what's your like what's your white whale tool is there something that like you would love to get your hands on and like but just haven't come across it yet okay. well the metal planer was one for a long time now i have obtained it it is mine um that was that was a big deal there's a few there's a few others i would like there of the circular gas power circular saw there's a bigger model <laughs> like a, there's a 12 inch blade model and it just basically doesn't exist. Like, I, I can't, there's like one photo on the internet of it, and I would really like to have it. Uh, but it's probably thousands of dollars. Do you think they make a gas powered beam saw? Um, yeah, why not? Probably. Yeah, right. Let's, right. Just, Let's just look up the, uh, the, metal, the metal planer, and uh, they look like 3D printers almost. They kind of do, yeah, with the gantry yeah. crane looking thing. Um, yes, that one would be a, a really big deal for me to find. I would really enjoy to find that type of gas powered circular. So maybe one day. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're not doing the creators photo challenge this week. You have one more week to get your to get them in, and the topic is cutting edge. So whether that is technology or actual sharp edge, we'll let you decide on that. So you have one more week to get those in. And we'll be winning a prize for one of the three of us. Um, oh, we do have a joke of the week from Josh Stockwell. I have a guy that glues together my manuscripts for me, but he took my money and backed out of the deal. It's okay, though. I have a binding contract. <laughs> oh my the, goal, the goal is oh to God. see how long we can drag out the awkward <laughs> silence until like, whoever lasts first loses. <laughs> That that would be fun. Bad jokes are the best jokes. I couldn't pass up on that one when I heard it. <laughs> so thank you, Josh, for sending that one in. Uh, let's get into what we're watching, reading, or inspiring us. Uh, Will, what you got? Ooh, I get to talk because my internet's working. Um, <laughs> uh, I know I've, we've actually had him on the show before, um, but uh, Sean Boyd's uh, Liquor Cabinet uh, Part 2 video. It's a two-part series it's a part one and a part two but uh, i only caught part two so i felt like i jumped right in the middle and uh, watched the ending um but it was incredibly it was just it's not really my style of furniture but um it was just really really super sexy and it had a mechanical like tv lift that he repurposed to make uh to, to raise like a liquor cabinet so you press a button and all the liquor storage comes up and it was just it was a cool project hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. James, how about you? Um, I have to go with Alex Steele. Uh, the the sword that he just made is uh, going to make someone bankrupt. <laughs> uh, but he just finished his Viking sword. If, if you haven't watched Alex Steele, where have you been? Um, and he is auctioning it off. And it is absolutely cool. It's like a... It's, it's a $20 ticket to get to the auction and starting bid is $5,000. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's somewhere around a hundred thousand. Um, wow. What? Yeah. Wasn't that like a 158 part video? Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was actually 38 videos. It was two and a half months um, of him uploading like every other day. Uh, I'm going to do I, that now where each, each bolt is a separate video. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just slowly, slowly get to the end result. I'm just not a multi-part video kind of guy. Like, I think he lost me in the Viking sword after like episode three. <laughs> I'll be doing the uh, the overall video here soon, but uh, but he actually just announced that he's moving to uh, Minis- uh, to uh, um, not Minnesota, the other M, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, Manitoba. No, what's the other state? Um, Montana. Montana. North, North Manitoba. So, it'd be it'd be kind of fun to have him here in the states. Yeah, that's actually not far for me, technically. Yeah, it's like Montana's just south Canada, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes we border. <laughs> I drove there in February for a power hammer class. That's right. 
Cool. You're probably not. Are you going to Jimmy's anytime soon? Uh, no. Okay. Not that I know. <laughs> I could like creepily show up, but yeah. Well, we're gonna be there November eighth through the twelfth. Uh, I have if to be you just want to creepily show up and not yeah. tell anybody. No, just, just walk in there and just see how long until. No, I just hide in the bushes with some binoculars and a camera. <laughs> And then post the video afterwards without telling anybody you were there. Yeah. <laughs> my, my weekend at Jimmy's. In the <laughs> They're all just really far shots and like through through window through window shots. Like, oh, what's he up to? And just me heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd it. get. I'd get arrested, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I can't, I have, I'm actually in Texas for the good of the land fest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He sent me something yeah. about that. Yeah. Around that yet. time. So I'm, I'm like traveled out. Yeah. Then don't go, <laughs> but I will be, there. it'll be exciting. I get to see some people I've wanted to see, uh, like a bomb 79 and essential craftsman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've wanted to see uh, them for a while. I feel like I feel like I need to meet you in person, Eric. <laughs> um, I'm gonna decline that offer. Damn, oh, oh, man. God, yeah, it was good. It was a good try. It was, it was a good try. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know when. I don't know because you're not gonna be at WorkbenchCon. Uh, no, I'm not anywhere close to Texas. Where are you located? Uh, in Virginia. What does that even mean? In, in the mid-Atlantic. He's another 13 hours from me, so it would be like a 28 hours of straight driving. Oh, okay, sweet. But they also have airplanes, James. I don't know if you know that. Interesting. Yeah. What, are, what are airplanes? Is that like a plane when you throw it in the air? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, hopefully at some point. That'd be nice. What about uh, what about you, Eric? What's your What are you watching, reading? What's inspiring you? Um... In terms of a YouTube channel that I'm enjoying lately would be uh, Jeffrey Croker. Uh, that's G-E-O for Jeffrey. The, the, the fancy way. The fancy way. Uh, he is a Kiwi working on, not the fruit, um, currently working on a Land Rover restoration. But uh, he just did a hmm. Myford metal lathe and a drill press. And they're just good videos with nice aesthetics and fun to watch. Uh, I do really enjoy them. So that's what I'm watching lately. I actually don't even watch that much YouTube. I'm just I'm too busy doing stuff. Living the dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Living the dream. I'm too busy wrenching my life into existence. <laughs> oh, yeah. bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get one of those wrenches. Uh, yeah, I could send you one. Oh, cool! Right on. That's for a thousand dollars. That's like nine hundred and sixty dollars more than you charge on your website. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I can send you one. I just have to make more of them. <laughs> Let me cool. know when you make more. I I get one of those too. I'll pay. If you, you ordered one, you can get in like May. Oh wow. Uh, Probably. <laughs> How many of those have you sold? Uh, like just over four thousand. No. Whoa! It's more, it's more than the initial like a hundred that I thought. Like it's just it's a process. Um, and definitely trying to figure out not just the production, but the production to get to meet the demand. I guess yeah. has been a challenge, but I'm slowly ramping up. Uh, production where i could do like maybe 500 a month um i don't i don't necessarily want to go to china so i'm trying to avoid that as much as possible um so i just make them all in town here and the machinist the laser people do the lasering here and the machinist does the machinery <laughs> and then uh i do the finishing and the packaging it's sweet uh, it's ridiculous so uh oh wait oh what about you zach what you got um well i just uh ordered a little book on uh, one of my favorite designer architect people uh geo ponti g-i-o-p-o-n-t-i yeah so that's he just has a lot of cool stuff so that's what i've been digging into lately well, do you have a favorite product of the week? 
somebody else go. <laughs> Will, what you got? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go with Eric. Well, I think Welcome to the Creators Podcast, where we are always prepared. <laughs> Product of the week. What about some Chobani yogurt? Ooh, <laughs> only the finest in yogurt. <laughs> We don't even we don't even have that up here in Canada. That's a U.S. specific joke for all you people. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. um, products. I don't. Does my wrench count as a product? Yeah, it does. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so there's wrenches. That's pretty much it. All right, that's a good one. Sweetness. Cool. All right, I have one now. What's that? Uh, a brayer. Um, I am making some wood block prints out of uh, that black locust I was talking about. That's why I was charring it. It's the, the yakisugi, yakisugi, um, whatever that's called, Asian, J- Japanese technique of torching wood to make prints. Shushugi bond? Oh, now, making prints. To, yeah, for making prints. Um, block prints. Anyway, so I'm using some speedball uh, ink, and then I'm spreading all the ink with a brayer. So that's my product of the week, and I don't have a link. So How do you spell it? B R A Y E R. Living on a prayer. <laughs> oh. You have one, Zach. How about you, Jude? Okay. Well, I've been uh, I've been uh, playing with Rubio Monocoat. Uh, normally, I am a boiled linseed oil person, but uh, Rubio Monocoat gives you the. It's not quite the same look as boiled linseed oil, um, but you and you can pick different colors to go with it. Uh, but it's a very similar feel. It leaves the surface with a very natural wood feel, but it still gives it that protection you expect with a uh, with a poly. And on top of that, it just smells fantastic. Um, so that's that's what I have to pick. It is probably the easiest fi- the easiest protective finish you can ever apply. <laughs> it's one of those you just really can't mess up unless you forget to wipe it off. Is it as easy as an air finish? <laughs> <laughs> Where you just do nothing. <laughs> yes, because it takes less time. It's true. <laughs> it's true. What about you, Zach? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the forging hammers I've been making. It's modeled after they're modeled after the the one that I use, and I use it and I like it. So there. You wanna that. wanna forge a wrench? <laughs> sure. Like actually, yeah, yeah I could yeah. do that. A fun collab uh, video. I'm gonna, uh, didn't gonna, you want me to make like some ratcheting, like forge some ratcheting pole or something? Yeah. Whenever, yeah. whenever I decide to do that. Okay. Well, what's the wrench that you have in mind? I am going to send you the patent immediately, and you can look at it and decide if it's something that is possible. Um, I just sent it in the chat here. I think it's totally possible. I kind of want to make one just because it's fairly simple. It's, you basically forge like two tiny hammers and then twist the handle if you're seeing what I'm seeing. Hmm. hmm. So just thread the... Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. The, most parts are easy except for the little... This is for adjustable wrench. So the little that adjuster is the only hard part. doesn't seem like it would be able to grip very hard. I mean, unless you use some really thick uh, round stock for the handle. No, it's just how the wrench back in the day what patent what year was this 1883 that's uh it's enough to get the job done i guess so yeah. for anyone listening um <laughs> <laughs> this this wrench is uh it looks like uh, uh kind of like a wire handle with uh, a threaded part on the on the rod and then there's two jaws one looks like it's a fixed jaw, and then the threaded. There's another jaw on the bottom that rides on that threaded rod and goes up and down that way. Exactly. If you want to search for it, just type "twisted handle wrench" into Google, and you will have many photos for you to look at. It's fairly simple uh, enough that you could probably forge it yourself. Other other style wrenches are more of a drop forged situation. Yeah. I don't know. Probably have to use like. Do you know how big it is, approximately? Uh, they range from twelve inches to like twenty-four inches. The the wire handle looks pretty small. I feel like you'd probably want to use at least like three-eighths inch. Well, probably like three-eighths inch round stock. Yeah. If you if you just typed in twisted handle wrench, you can see how thick it actually is. It's probably even half an inch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it gets aggressive. 
but uh, oh, okay. it, yeah, yeah, that looks better. And yes, yeah. it makes more sense. Um, yeah, it should work. Uh, just figure out how to get the adjuster in the adjusting place. Hmm. Yeah, figuring out how to actually attach the rod to the upper jaw. Yes, I don't know because you, you don't even. I don't think you could peen it over. I mean, I guess you could weld it, but. That's kind of cheating. You could like weld a bearing to the bottom or something. All right, well, you don't even really have to inset it like they do in that photo. You could just have the adjuster nut under the the jaw. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the smooth rod and the the upper jaw. Oh, that's just peened over. Well, yeah. Then I mean, that would only stick it on one side. Like, what would keep it from falling down in towards the handle? You could pin it. Yeah, that's true. I'm surprised they didn't show that in the patent, but maybe. Yeah, maybe they do just weld it and then they clean it up. I don't uh-huh. know. But get I on pin- pinning it might be the way to go. You just drill a hole through there. Yeah. Huh. Do All it right. tomorrow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think we have squandered at least a full hour for everyone. So I want to say a huge thank you, particularly to our guest, uh, for hopping on. You have uh, made this a very fun episode. <laughs> Anytime. If you want to find out more, uh, you can, well, just Google Hand Tool Rescue. Otherwise, there's a link in the description. And uh, definitely check out Eric's stuff because it is seriously, seriously cool. And uh, be prepared. Do it sometime when you've got some free time. You're going to sit down. And you're going to watch like seven hours of video straight through. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else I'm forgetting before we head out? I think I'll about do it. So I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Thanks for making this podcast better. And if you have any ideas for what we should, uh, for guests we should bring on in the future, let us know. And until next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Sorry about my bad internet. See you guys. (laughs) Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.